That was beautiful. Thank you. Welcome to Bear Ash Cigars, where we get all bare and get our ashes out. Uh, and we review cigars. Uh, Chase and I, I'm Manny. And I'm Chase. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, you know, we've been going on, we've got a long career so far of three episodes, and I think we have a total of four listens. Is that correct? Uh, I believe it's uh, up to 12 listens, but I don't know how many of those were us listening. I think once you get past 10, I think that'd be considered famous. So that's cool. Ooh. So the cigar we have today, uh, I've been very excited about because we've been talking about this for three or four days. So every day I've just been thinking about this cigar. Mm-hmm. And also laughing at the reviews that we found. Yeah, I think you've found a lot of comments from what I hear. Yeah, um, so uh, so this is the Hoya de Nicaragua and Tano Dark Corojo. Yes, it is. Uh, this is a, obviously, it's made by Hoya de Nicaragua, which is, I believe, to my understanding, it's a company that is now owned by Drew Estate, but was a separate company a few years back. Um, Shout but, out uh, to Drew Estate. That's right. As, uh, as we've said before, there may be quite a few Drew Estates that we review and smoke and talk about. Um, I believe this is the uh, Poderosa or Poderosa side, <coughs> a 6x54 ring gauge. Um, one funny fact about this cigar is that Corojo, which I never knew this, uh, means masculine in Spanish. That's my native tongue. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because I don't think you ever knew that until researching that just recently. <sighs> Right, and sadly, not only being Puerto Rican, but I took Spanish for 11 years, and I'm still not fluent in Spanish. Hmm. You're not very well learned. Learned, thank you. Mm, I apologize. I'm sorry, I'm also lighting this cigar, but I will have a couple of... So yeah. the Poderoso, yes. the shape that we have, is big. It is a... Let me get the measurements. I believe it's a 6-inch by 54 ring gauge. Yeah, and it has the tapered cap, so like it's a torpedo shape or bellicoso, right, you, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty big. I've had, I'm trying to remember the first time I had one of these. I think you gave it to me. It was like part of a sampler pack, perhaps. Yeah. And um, I, I was new to Hoya de Nicaragua. I tried them a long time ago. Uh, I think probably before they were owned by Drew Estate. You having trouble with that lighter there? Uh, yeah, I think it ran out of juice or it's just a little too chilly. Is that the one I brought you on the hunting trip? Yeah, the one that I think you wasted all the juice on. I filled it right before I got there, <laughs> but I did use it the whole trip. <laughs> it's right. I also have your Bic right here from the trip. So that just that just jumped in and uh, and gave a little, a little alley-oop to the well, first Well, I won that on a bet, so I want it back. All right, I'll mail it to you right away, right after this recording of this podcast. Okay. So anyway, uh, Hoya de Nicaragua, I guess, came out with their, like, the red-labeled-looking 1970. Yeah, the Hoyo Red. The Hoya Red. And mm-hmm. people thought, oh, it's str- such a strong cigar. I didn't know any of this. I just tried the Dark Corojo that came in the sampler pack, and it was awesome. I really like this cigar. This is, because you and I went in on a box of these. We did. Uh, we liked him so much. And it was so funny because uh, I consider this kind of a medium medium to full body cigar. Yeah, I'd put like it Like I've had these in the middle of the day with a coffee if I have the time and I'm not about to talk to somebody face to face for a while. 
And when I was reading all the reviews, every single review of the cigar, which I'd never paid any attention to, talked about how strong the cigar was. And uh, weren't you saying even the Hoya de Nicaragua website rates it a six out of five? <laughs> yeah, they, they have a strength rating here of six out of five. And at first I thought maybe I was reading it incorrectly and it was a five out of six. But sure enough, I, I counted. They have this little like meter bar as if it was like the range on your cell phone. And there's six spots there out of five. So either they're just trying to work on their math or uh, I think they're just trying to market it to people who think it's a very strong cigar or are looking for a very strong cigar. Well, on a scale of one to six, I would put this out of five for... Mm-hmm. Flavor. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think for strength, I'd put it at a, you know, if we're using a scale of one to six, I'd put it at a uh, four out of six for Mm -hmm. strength. Yeah. So So, so a couple uh, little, uh, yeah, sorry, what's that? (laughs) Well, do you, uh, did you, were you able to find any info on like the blend or anything like that? Does that exist online these days? Uh, Yeah, on the World Wide Web. I think uh, there are a couple things. Um, apparently the variety of this, um, of the, the, specifically the Corojo, uh, the variety was originally grown in Vuelta, Abajo. Very good. Yeah. Region of Cuba, but is now today grown exclusively, um, in the Jamastran Valley of Honduras in the United States and Western Kentucky. The only thing though, is that I'm also reading here on... Hoyo de Nicaragua's website, they are saying here that it is a Nicaraguan Corojo Oscuro wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan filler. On what website? Uh, That's on HoyoCigars.com. Interesting. I mean, I'd believe them, I guess. Yeah, but I I mean, I think we're getting a little mixed, mixed information here. Well, so far... Uh, so I lit this just a few minutes ago. I love this cigar. It is mm-hmm. not too strong. I don't know what these people... I have a theory, actually, uh, about why people think this is such a strong cigar, but you and I know that it is not. Yeah, well, what would be your theory there, Manny? Okay. It's all marketing. When you go on their website, it talks about this being a, quote, powerhouse, like the strongest ever. Yeah, here. Can I, can I just read that really quick? Because I did, I did like their little... Please. Uh, it says, keep daring. <laughs> Antonio Dark Arojo is the embodiment of the Nicaraguan power cigar. Dare the dark, smoke. oily seal. Brown capa serves as foreshadowing for the extra full-bodied flavors and its complex and pungent blending of mature, locally cultivate... I believe they mean cultivated leaves. It must have been the same guy who was doing the math that wrote out that last part of that sentence. <laughs> he might be the same guy that wrote some of the reviews I found. <laughs> but uh, I do think this is really well blended. Mm-hmm. I like it's kind of, um, I would not describe it as sweet. Um, it's definitely, but it's not spicy at all. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really smooth flavor. I taste construction paper and glue. Mm. And hardwood smoke. Are you sure that wasn't one of the projects you might have been working on during your work day? <laughs> when I was in kindergarten? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you ate enough of it that it's still lingering. I will say, this doesn't smell... It has like a dark 
kind of almost musty aroma to it in a really good way. Yeah. It's not like a fruity smell. Mm-mm. It's not uh, like the raisins and figs you might smell in tobacco. It's good. This would so uh, actually, uh, I'm pairing this with an amber lager, the Elliot Ness from Great Lakes Brewing. Mm. Since Hoya says their cigar is from locally grown tobacco, I'm also going to go with a local beer, being relative to upstate New York. Well, I am not doing anything local except for the fact that I did buy the limes at a grocery store locally. <laughs> um, but uh, I decided to make um, a drink that I came across. As I sometimes what I do, I don't really have the greatest ingredients to make myself a cocktail. So I'll just randomly go on Google and just type like three things that I have and see if the recipe comes up somewhat related to it. Um, so for me, uh, actually it was a recipe that came up for a Bruce Springsteen inspired drink called Born to Rum. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I, I don't know. Maybe it's Born to Rum. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so anyways, having this cigar in the past, I was kind of thinking that I wanted something a little bit sweet, a little like, you know, not too overpowering. I thought it'd be something that would kind of cool the cigar down a little bit. One thing I do think about these cigars is it does have a ton of flavor, and I feel like it does start to kind of smoke hot when you get halfway through it. Um, that's just my personal experience. But uh, yeah, we'll so for me, it's there. just a little rum with a little lime juice, uh, a little mint, and I also put a splash of apple cider and orange juice in there for my own little weird twist. You're really getting into the uh, mixology over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Serious about it. Obviously. Well, as interesting as that whole recipe is, can I read you one of the comments on this cigar? Yes, please do. At least one. Okay. <clears throat> Hoya Cigars on Instagram says, quote, beastly strong, burned forever offered up a fantastic range of flavor and gave up so much smoke. Raw power with depth of flavor. I can imagine this guy's still smoking it. <laughs> if it burned forever, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, let's see. That's all he gave? Uh, yeah, there's no need to read anymore <clears throat> of what that person said. Saint Strange hmm. says, Earth, leather, Slightly sweet tobacco and a hint of raisin on the light. A bit of cedar joins a few draws in. Very oily mouthfeel. Blah, blah, blah. He picks out cedar and pepper. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That's it. That one's no good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some other people pick out... Oh, this person described it as uh, leather... Raisin, cacao powder, mm -hmm. dark roast, cedar, earth, pepper, toast. Hmm. What do you taste in this cigar? Let me get a let me get a good puff. Hmm. That probably sounds pleasant. <laughs> I was just gonna just gonna comment on that. I, I would say I would agree with like a dark chocolate flavor in there. Yeah, pretty predominant. Mm -hmm. 
it's actually so well blended, it's hard to pick out individual flavors like that. Yeah, I was gonna say, like it is definitely has a sweet flavor, like a subtle sweet flavor, but I have no idea what to compare it to. I guess chocolate would be one thing, but it almost goes like a little, a little beyond that. Hmm. Uh, okay, Hoya de Nicaragua Czech says, and I quote, Antonio, let's try and keep up with this. Antonio Dark Corojo is the epitome of a strong Nicaraguan cigar. This is not a cigar you could smoke in the meantime. This cigar calls for its time and only when you dedicate it to it in its entirety. So he's recommending you don't just smoke half? I don't know what he's recommending. <laughs> this cigar calls for its time and only when you dedicate it to it in its entirety. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I can't disagree with him. <laughs> right, because you don't know what he says. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure what he's saying. Uh, let's see. Uh, I see a comment here. Uh, okay. With each draw, this puro builds in strength to leave even the most discerning smoker satisfied and spent. It's ultra robust, yet smooth with sweet and spicy notes. This is a cigar for the experienced connoisseur who appreciates and craves unadulterated boldness. Novices need not light. Hmm. Brian J. Cosborne says, best cigar in the world. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good. <laughs> but take it easy. <laughs> I feel like he'd be a good guy to just hang out with. <laughs> Brian J. Cosby or whatever. Yeah, I mean, anything, yeah, yeah, make him a meal. <laughs> the greatest chicken nuggets I've ever had. Don't take a drink from him. Yeesh. So, <laughs> what, uh, what do you think of your cigar so far? Um, I mean, I love it. I love these cigars. And it was kind of a surprise to me as I never really smoked. I think I smoked a Hoyo de Nicaragua, like a black. And I wasn't a huge fan of it. I mean, it was fine, you know, but wasn't a huge fan. Uh, so when I had gotten these originally in a sample pack, I don't even think I had tried it until I sent a couple to you, and I think you smoked one first, and you were like, dude, that's a really good cigar, and then, we, and then I had smoked one, and I was like, that is a really good cigar. So anyways, yeah, I mean, I love this cigar. I love this size, too. I feel like it, you know, it'll probably take an hour to hour and 15 minutes to smoke all the way through. Um, that's about right. I do like how, A, how it's marketed, and B, how a lot of people talk about how strong it is. I feel like you could give this to, you know, I mean, a guy who's just starting off, or a gal who's just starting off smoking cigars. I mean, I don't think it's too powerful. It definitely has a lot of flavor. I mean, I don't get any of that lightheadedness. I was trying to remember, I was looking at a review with comments specifically talking about the extreme amount of nicotine. <laughs> I've got a funny one in the nicotine. cigar. <laughs> You want to hear one? Oh, I would love to, because I, I can't find where I had put that, those notes. All right. This person says, oh, wait, what's their name? Okay. Yellow Grip says, mm. I have smoked three Robustos, and I can honestly say that these cigars have been the absolute worst cigars I have ever smoked. Every time. <laughs> one, of, 
one of them leaked nicotine like it was coffee. Aromas weren't balanced at all, and the smoke felt harsh at the back of the throat. Absolutely, positively, never again. I'm no fan of Corojo's, so keep that in mind. Hmm. Now, I personally am not getting any leakage from my cigar. <laughs> no, I'm not having nicotine leak like coffee. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't I don't know what that even means. Leaking out of it. Is he talking about like, like the buildup at the cap, like the syrupy stuff? Uh, maybe, I, but I mean, you've got to really be slopping that cigar up to get something to actually drip from it. Oh. So I do feel like that most of the time, that's one thing about the cigar too, is when you look at it, it does look like it's going to be a powerhouse or whatever uh, the Hoyo Nicaragua website referred it as a, I believe it was a power cigar in parentheses. Um, but I, I just don't feel that. I mean, I, I, I enjoy really strong cigars and I don't feel like this even, once again, flavor wise, it's got a ton of flavor. Well, but that's why my theory is it's all about the marketing. Like, if you put it in people's heads and it's advertised as a super strong cigar, I don't know, leaks nicotine all over your pants or something. Yeah. <laughs> all that nicotine seeping out. Here, Anthony <clears throat> says, I generally like Hoya de Nicaragua, but this cigar was a complete bust for me. Not sure why you would want to make a cigar any stronger than the Antonio. But that's what I think they're going for here. The one I tried looked great, but smoked really wet. Hmm. The other cigars in my humidor were smoking just fine, so I know it was not my relative humidity. Bad draw, and hardly any smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Tasted bitter and sour, sort of like, what does he say? Sort of like the inside of a pecan shell. Hmm. I will give them. I taste some nuts. Yeah, I do. I was gonna say there's definitely a little like a roasted nuttiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, it doesn't pair very well with the drink I chose. <laughs> I I will say so. I got the suggestion of like an Oktoberfest or like an amber beer from one of the reviews, and I like it. Mm. Hey, here's a comment for you, Manny. Um, this is on CigarPlace.biz, which it looks like it's actually a, a online retail store. Uh, first of all, you can get a box of these for, it's 125 here. I feel like we probably got it around the same price when we bought these, if I'm not mistaken. So how many come in a box? Um, there is 20 in a box. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's, a, that's about what we got. This is totally worth it. This is a great cigar. There's a reason why like we wanted uh, this cigar in particular. So David S. is the only reviewer slash commenter on this website for the cigar. And uh, it's finally a positive one. He says, full is the title. Full of everything. Flavor, strength, spice. Leaves nothing left to want. Sounds like a satisfied customer there. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of positive reviews, but it was so funny to pick out these people that sounded so angry that they'd smoked it. <laughs> and apparently someone who smoked it three times and every time yeah, I was like, ah, oh, damn it still the worst <laughs> oh, goodness here's someone who says I finished the Antonio Dark Corojo grateful that I'd had a big dinner and convinced that it was one of the three most powerful cigars mm. I've ever smoked 
if not the most powerful. A few days later, I haven't changed my mind on that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they're getting this. I don't know where. Maybe they're getting their cigars laced with something. This is a delicious, smooth cigar. Mm. Here we go. Here's, here's, a, here's a little review I want to read to you really quick. And mainly because I'm just trying to put a little plug in here at the end. Um, here, let me scan through it. Slightly smooth, oily sheen, minimal veins, tight seams. I will agree with all of that. Uh, he is not smoking the same size one that we are. He's smoking the 5.5 by 54. Um, he does not specify what that size is called. Um, but it's the second third develops the body up to medium full, adding a rich black coffee to the end of the draw and lengthening the finish well into the next puff. The ash is a bit flaky, holding on for an inch at a time. How much ash do you? How much bare ash do you have on there, Manny? I'm slowly reveal, uh, revealing more and more of my ash. Mm. You just can't see it because we're on the phone. Yeah, I, I probably have about an inch and a half on here right now, and I haven't tapped it yet. Oh no, not me. I <clears throat> I'm not ready to ash mine yet. No, I haven't tapped mine off yet. Um, anyways, at the end, at the end of this, he does say thank you very much to viewer David Pohl for providing this sample for review. Anyway, my plug was that, you know, if there is, out of the two listeners that we have, um, anyone who would like us to review a cigar, feel free to contact us and, you know, in some way, shape, or form. And, Please don't. And send us a cigar. If, if you're listening to this on a regular basis, there's something wrong with you, so please don't contact us. <laughs> Specifically contact Manny. <clears throat> <laughs> um, oh, goodness. On a, another note, hmm. I have a question for you. Yeah. This is a cigar etiquette question. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want a well-thought-out opinion from someone who's lit millions of cigars in their mouth. Yeah, minim- minimum. Uh, when you run into burning issues, what kind of burning issues do those tend to be in our... Do you correct them? And if so, how? Because hmm. I'll say, there's kind of two ends of the spectrum. There's some people that just don't care and keep smoking. Yeah. And whatever it ends up being, it ends up being. Yeah. And then there's people that uh, like fidget and keep lighting it and touching it up with a lighter. Yeah, I think for me personally, hey, I don't often... I don't, say, I don't want to say I don't often have burning issues. I don't often have burning issues that to me are important enough to mess with. Like, there's often, like, a little bit of canoeing. A lot of times, it just kind of evens itself out. Um, I did, all, although I did have a cigar, and I was very surprised by this cigar um, because I purchased it. It was, like, a $15 smoke, and, I mean, I literally could not keep it lit. It was going out every, like, three puffs, and it, was, it wasn't even a tight roll. I had no idea what was wrong with it. I mean, it's in the same humidor as all my other cigars, so it's not like it was, like, too wet or... I mean, it shouldn't have been an issue. It was maybe a little tightly rolled, but I mean, nothing that should have been an issue. And it finally to the point that I got like a third of the way done with it. And I just, I mean, I, I, I beat it up a little bit just because I was so frustrated. <laughs> uh, so something like that is, I mean, if it gets to the point that I can't enjoy smoking it, like if I have to mess with it the whole time, <clears throat> part of it might be that I just, I have a good amount of cigars. So I'm like, ah, screw it and just toss it aside. Because um, I feel like if I'm not enjoying my time smoking a cigar, there's really no reason for me to be smoking it. Um, that being said, 
when I do have some slight burn issues, uh, let's say like canoeing, or you know, if there is a tight draw, often for a tight draw, I think causes a lot of burn issues because you have to kind of keep playing with it to keep it lit. Is I just kind of roll it a little bit, especially like right around the foot, like I'll just roll it with my fingers and loosen up the tobacco a little bit. Um, and for an uneven burn, I mean, you could play with it with the lighter, but even sometimes I'll just lick my thumb and go to the side that's burning a little bit more. And just give it a little, as I'm doing it right now, actually, a little wipe on the edge right by the cherry there. I feel like, this has not been scientifically proven, but I feel like it slows the burn down on that side. You just wipe it on the rim by the cherry there? Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yes. I think a lot of burn issues... First of all, I think there might have been an echo in some of this, because as I get really close to the mic... Since we don't have, like, nice equipment, I think my earbuds are a little too loud. Oh. Anyway, some of the some of the burn issues, I think, are caused by smoking too slow sometimes. Yeah. At least that happens with me. And sometimes that makes it burn a little uneven on one side. Or, especially if you're outside in the wind, mm-hmm. sometimes that can affect what side burns a little more than the other. Um, I'm the type of person that because i've had so many cigars go wonky um i just tend to touch it up as i go and i don't mind doing that so as i notice one side if it's eh, if it needs a little catching up i'll just torch it real quick yeah i've heard of people licking their fingers hmm and then wiping it on the wrapper where it's burning too fast and people swear that that makes that side burn slower, but not only does wait, it... Wait, wait, time out. Are you, are, you, are you picking on me or are you just not listening? Did you just say that? Yes. Okay, to be honest with you, I had to turn it down really quiet because I think I was getting the echo, so I, I heard bits and pieces. All right, well, go ahead. Let's see. Let's see how you really feel about this. No, not if you already said it. No, no, no. It's okay. Let's see how you really feel. <laughs> I was totally listening. I'm a good listener. That's yeah. what I do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you think that works? Well, what I had said, for those sure. who might have been listening... I was, um, so you're just repeating something I already know. Go ahead, go. In my mind, there's no scientific proof of that. Like, I have not actually, like, done it and watched what happens. It's just in my mind, I feel like it slows the burn down. See, I... Well, so you do think it works. That was my question. I do not think it works. Hmm. We're about to I find think out you're better off I just torch in the side that needs some catching up. Yeah, unless the only torch that you have is one that's been used up, you know. Well, don't you have your your butane that you whip bought it? for the trip that says "whip it" on it? Um, I do, but I think it's I think it's still in the truck. Well, you could fill it. It's actually working now, so I don't know what was going on before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works much better than getting the tobacco all wet. <laughs> So I had, I want, um, I had some friend of mine over the other night that will remain unnamed. Uh-oh. We have so many listeners. I don't want people stalking him. Oh. He doesn't need to become famous. No. Tell me a story. Wait, if I, I can guess heard, his name, am I allowed to say it? It rhymes with Gil. Okay. Uh, Is that all you needed to know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he he gave me he told me the story uh, of him being at a party, and his cousin, known to his children as Uncle Kyle, was uh, smoking a cigar. 
and his children have been ingrained to understand that smoking will give your can- give you cancer and you'll die. Mm, yep. Um, which isn't entirely true because a lot of people survive cancer. So I think the vast majority of people do actually. So um, anyway, so they their their mom is a teacher and uh, they do a big you know tobacco prevention thing for kids and it, even even my kids understand that you know smoking cigarettes is bad for your lungs. Sure, I get it. Um, that's appropriate for that age. But so they're at this party and they see their uncle Kyle smoking a cigar and they go up to him and say, uncle Kyle, what is that? He goes, Oh, it's a cigar. Ew, you're going to die of cancer. And I think there are the two kids are like eight and five. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Oh really? They go, yeah, that's bad for you. He goes, is it? And a couple of other adults started paying attention and he says, well, this is just like a popsicle for adults. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's just a popsicle for adults. You know, you like popsicles, don't you? Yeah. I said, well, if you have a popsicle every now and then, isn't that okay? He <laughs> said, yeah. Now, what if you had 10 popsicles a day, every day? Do you think your tummy would feel okay? And they all went, ew, no. He said, well, mm. do you think if your Uncle Kyle had 10 cigars a day, every day, how do you think he'd feel? And they go, ew, gross. Yeah, I'd feel pretty sick. So in the same way, if I just have a cigar a day or every couple days, it's no big deal. Just like you can have a popsicle every couple days. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone seemed okay with that, and no one had anything to say. Like, Whoa. oh, okay. <laughs> Well played, Uncle Kyle. Well played. I like it. Yeah. Although I do, I mean, I do have to say, wouldn't life be better, though, with 10 popsicles or 10 cigars a day? What are the most, the most amount of cigars you've had in one day? Um, and what were the circumstances around that day? Well, it definitely would have had to have been in college. One, because I know I would have been trying to prove something. Mm. So I'm like such a tough man or an outdoorsman or whatever that I can just keep smoking cigars. I mean, probably three or four. Yeah. Probably one or two of those being a cigarillo. Yeah. Does that count? I mean, if you count cigarillos, I I probably had like five of those in a day. (laughs) Ten, twenty. But no more than that. (laughs) Hmm. You? Uh, For me, we actually, uh, my wife and I, for our 10-year anniversary... Uh, celebrated by going on a cruise. And it was, a, if I remember correctly, I think it was like a five-day, four-night cruise uh, to the Bahamas. And I, of course, packed plenty of cigars, but also had the plan to go check out Greycliffe Cigar Company, which I, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, there's nothing hugely special about their cigars. But, uh, but you know, I mean, I used to like them back when I first started smoking cigars. And I thought it'd be cool to just check out you know, their factory where they roll them and kind of see the process of that. So, uh, so we went there probably like day two of our trip and I just bought a bunch of cigars. So I literally was on a cruise ship, beautiful weather, enjoying ourselves. Um, I think for the first, not kind of the first day, but the three days after that, I was probably smoking like five full cigars a day. Uh, And then the last day, I lit up my third cigar, and I remember just looking at it and just, like, shaking my head and putting it down, and I don't think I had a cigar for, like, two and a half, three weeks after that. (laughs) 
So it does catch up to you. I mean, it catches up to me. I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh, no, I'll smoke eight a day. My cousin <laughs> joined a cigar club, and he was saying he was up to two a day. And when he was smoking two a day, he was smoking really nice, expensive, mm. very strong cigars. And as he was telling it, he said, uh, you know, at the time, he's like, I could, I could smell it coming out of my pores. <laughs> my skin felt tough. Like, it was just too much. It was too yeah. much. Yeah, it can definitely be too much. Yep. Agreed. Um, kind of on that topic of too much, uh, what is probably the strongest cigar you've ever had, Manny? Um, there's two that come to mind. And mm. I don't know which one was stronger. One is the Liga Pravada... UF 13. Mm-hmm. UF as in ultra fine 13. Um, or the, what was it? Is that La Flor Dominicana? The, the Lanox? Mm, yeah, that's the Flor Dominicana, yes. Those two are the most strong I've ever had. Now, the one, the UF 13, I've referenced. I was, uh, you know, I've had a few drinky poos at that point, if it's okay to say that. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Um, and I just remember it being so strong. Didn't make me feel sick, but the Lenox I had to put down. Yeah. And it wasn't even uh, like the flavor was very smooth, but mm -hmm. I really only got through maybe a fifth of that cigar, and I had to put it down. I couldn't handle the rest. I think the nicotine was just seeping through the veins. It was just, just weeping nicotine out of the veins. Yes. You could wring the nicotine out of the cigar like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say I've had a couple LFDs. The Lenox is up there for me. Um, they also have like a triple Ligero, which I think is just silly. Um, that's a pretty dang strong cigar. Um, but I feel like the Lenox might be one of the strongest cigars. I like I I think that's the only cigar that's ever put me in a place. That and I feel like the Feral Pig, and that might be because it's just pretty dang huge, has put me in a place where I was like, I think I should sit down for the rest of this. <laughs> so. I was a little worried. I mean, I had to prep for this cigar. And after all those reviews, I was like, <laughs> maybe I'm tasting <laughs> the wrong thing. Maybe it's stronger than I think. And, you know, after a full afternoon of three coffees and lentil soup, Mm. Um, I just needed to prep for this. And by that, I mean, I went to the bathroom because I feel like if there was a lot of nicotine, I would instantly have to use the bathroom. Yeah. By use the bathroom, I mean poop. Oh, is that what this, is that what this podcast has turned into now? Poopy poop. <laughs> Comments of poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm just looking through a couple of, uh, more reviews. Well, while you're doing that, um, I think we ought to share the tragic, the tragedy we had on the hunting trip. Oh <clears throat> yeah. You know, we're all, we're, we're prepared for loss of all different kinds on the trip. Mm -hmm. We have someone who's a wilderness EMT medic who brings all kinds of stuff, tourniquets, clotting kits, IVs. Yeah. You know, something can happen out there Anything. and something did happen. Several times actually. Well, I don't, I don't know what you're referring to. Well, I think we lost a few lives on that trip. 
I don't. Wait a second. <laughs> but oh. those grouse and woodcock were delicious. <laughs> oh yes, yes, the animals. That so, is true. I'm, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. What were you referring to? Well, you know, we have this nostalgia for the CAO Cameroon, mm. yep. and you brought one for each of us to share. Yeah. I remember that being a sweet, well-blended, very creamy, mild cigar. Mm-hmm. And we lit one up. And I love CIO, but that was disgusting. Yeah, it was. I think we didn't even make it to half point. No, absolutely not. The Drew Estate factory smokes were ten times better than that CIO Cameroon. Uh, agreed. And like a sixth of the price. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I got them at Cigar International for, I want to say they were like $7. Mm-hmm. Now, technically they are known now as the CAO Cameroon Anniversary. So what is it? A different blend? Um, it's a great question. It was developed in honor of the 30th anniversary of CAO cigars. The Cameroon series is a highly successful complement to the incredible success of CAO's Anniversary Maduro series. In a nutshell, the Cameroon is an unforgettable blend. You got that right. Yeah. With a great-looking box press shape. Um, it did look nice. Yeah, it looked great. I mean, and even the, even the uh, band looked pretty close to the original. Besides the fact that it said anniversary on it. Actually, mm-hmm. wasn't it like French or something? Like anniversary? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could, could pronounce it like that if you wanted anniversary. to. Anniversary? Yeah. Yep. Well, it was not quite what I remembered it to be. And part of me originally said, well, maybe it's because, like, my palate has changed. And when we first lit it up, I was like, all right, give it a a minute. But it was just bland, and I feel like it just got worse, like, through that first, like, third. (laughs) Like, just, like, smoke and just plain tobacco. Yeah, it's disgusting. It actually reminds me of the the Bahia Trinidad's. (laughs) That were like the rejects from Bahia. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah, I it did. It was sad, honestly, because now I know I'm never going to be able to smoke a CIO Cameroon again. Nope. That's nope. the kind of loss I'm talking about. We had yeah. to process that. Yeah, I think, I think now I am still processing it. Hmm. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> for bringing Sorry, that back I up. I can't make you recover from your trauma. That has yeah. to happen on your own time. Mm, well, I'd appreciate it if you just didn't bring it up again. That's how I deal with my worries. Just push them down. Yep, that's right. Yep. So did you find anything uh, worth reading on the interwebs? Uh, I got a little distracted while trying to uh, see what the CEO of Cameroon was called. But uh, there were a couple things on the interwebs. Um, Where are you in the cigar, by the way? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, actually... I was just letting it sit here, and the ash just casually fell right off into the ashtray. Mm. Uh, I probably got an inch before the first band. There's two two bands on here, so I'm about an inch before hitting that one. Yeah, I'm probably about the same right now. I slowed down a little bit. I tried to do some catching up, buddy. Here, someone said that they don't think that cigar is worth more than three dollars. The Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> Because it had some burn issues, apparently. I do think it is. I mean, granted, I did kind of pick on the guy who smoked three cigars, and they were all the worst cigars that he had. But it is hard to 
And we did just knock the CAO, but I think that was more because we just had a memory of it. But it's kind of hard to just smoke a cigar once and decide this is the worst cigar ever. Because it all depends on where it was stored, how it was stored. I mean, a lot of those things kind of, you know, not always, but a lot of those things kind of come into play. What the, I mean, sure. I had, <laughs> I got a box of those Pappy Van Winkle barrel fermented. And I remember my first one, there's a spot here in Virginia. Not that it gets very cold typically here in Virginia. But uh, there was one night that it was in the 20s and windy as can be. And I called a buddy up. I said, hey, I got these new cigars. Want to try one with me? He's like, yeah, sure. So we went to meet at this spot that typically, like on a regular winter day here in Virginia, you can sit out there in like a t-shirt. Because I've got heaters blowing and it's, you know, it's like it's technically three walls and one wall's open to the elements. And then, uh, but I mean, heaters are blowing right on you and it's more than comfortable all winter long. So that night we went there. Shout out to Trio. That's right, Trio Grill. There's uh, that echo from my earbuds. Oh, yeah, you got it again? I think so. Uh-oh. We'll, we'll, we'll find out eventually. Yeah. Um, but uh, so anyways, we, uh, we lit our cigars. And within 10 minutes, the wind was just blowing directly into the one wall that wasn't covered. And, I mean, we froze our butts off. And I remember thinking the whole time, like, this cigar sucks. <laughs> and I was a little pissed because I spent quite a bit of money on a box of them um, without ever trying it. And, you know, so I was kind of just thinking, well, you know, the other Pappy Van Winkle traditions are great, so this is going to be great. And, uh, and then I, I literally was like, I can't believe I wasted this money. But then I smoked the rest of them, and they were all delicious. So. <laughs> yeah, well, and even when we bought the box of Ligas, I smoked one, and I had burn issues, which I'd never had before. Mm. It just needed to sit for a little bit. Worst cigar I've ever like had. Three weeks later, it was all set. No, you didn't just claim that as the worst cigar after that experience? This is the worst. This is horrible. Oh. Oh, well, uh, well, Manny, what, uh, what other... Uh, do, do you have any other comments to share that you found? Or? <laughs> Hold on, let me see. I might have found some. I think I read most of the funny ones. Let's see. Uh, I read that one. Oh, you know what? Hey, someone's got a good point here. They compare it to the Drew Estate's Nika Rustica. That's not that's not a bad comparison. No, it's actually not. I think if you're trying to compare it to like strength w with a different flavor, but I think strength-wise, yeah, I think a Nika Rustica is right about the same. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it that. It definitely yeah, it has definitely like a not the quote-unquote powerhouse that it is advertised to be. No, I've even in this process. Of smoking the cigar, retrohaled a couple times, and even inhaled a little bit of the smoke. And I mean, you haven't heard me cough, so there you go. <laughs> Something's wrong with your lungs. Yeah, you know, I just put them in their place. <laughs> um, now this is kind of off the cuff here, Manny. I just pulled this up, but I feel like it might be good. And I don't want to blow up their spot, but the fact that they're called the Cigar Broskies, I feel like there might be some good content in here. Bro, oh, the people who are writing it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you and I are broskies, bro. Hey, bro, did you try that cigar? <laughs> Full. Maybe there is a reason to fear the dark, as a nicotine has the ability to kick you in the pants. Oh. 
I don't like that sentence. There really is a plethora of flavors just waiting for you in this dark beauty. The first puffs yielded an amazing pepper blast that melds in and is colored by very leathery primary tastes. <laughs> it doesn't take long before a nice sweet chocolate or cocoa flavor comes closer and closer and closer to the forefront. <laughs> closer. 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 The, this pepper still stood on the retro hail with something of a cedar note with it. I like how he's very vague in his flavors. Could <laughs> be chocolate, like could, or it's cocoa or chocolate. <laughs> Just trying to make sure he covers all of it. Um, a slight touch, and the chocolate hits some bitter notes, but that is counterbalanced with rich tobacco and notes of coffee and caramel. There's, There's tobacco in this? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, God. That explains the nicotine. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Additional notes. Smoked in my garage and paired with a dirty martini. You know what? I like his pairing suggestion. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. A dirty um, martini? It sounds good. I do feel like I want to finish this off with his overall zero to 100. So the question I ask at the beginning, are you afraid of the dark? Well, if you weren't afraid, you would find yourself staring face to face with a power-packed cigar that is rifle with brilliant complexity and flavors. Not sure that makes sense. Rifle? Yeah. <laughs> it you looks mean good. Rife? It says rifle. <laughs> Broski. <laughs> it looks good overall. Tastes amazing. Smokes like a chimney. Has the nicotine to punch you in the jaw and kick you in the crotch simultaneously. <laughs> But the problem is, they have a few construction issues. I've smoked multiple of these. Unfortunately, that holds true the majority of the time. The only thing holding this back from being a true home run would be some small modifications for the sake of the overall construction. So, are you afraid of the dark? You shouldn't be, because you'll be happy with what, I find there, what you will find oh. there. <laughs> if, you are, if you decide that you are brave enough to venture into trying the dark... The Añejo, I'm sorry, it's the Antonio Dark Corojo. Wow. I have a new theory. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Wait, is it specifically that, based on that review? I think, okay, so the marketing may have something to do with people thinking this is a strong cigar. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to the word Corojo, mm-hmm. which supposedly means manly or manliness. Mm-hmm. I think guys are making up for something and trying to say that this is a super strong cigar, but I like it because I'm a man. Mm. But it's so really I have not. to like it. Yeah, I think that um, I think there's something to that. I feel like that what probably happened is that they decided to put down the Rocky Patels and give this a try. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like about 200 edges. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know to who uh, agrees with our uh, uh, theory that modesty is the best policy when it comes to cigar use? Mm. Or moderation is better? Who? Rocky Patel. Mm. Yeah? Is that really his? Apparently he used to smoke cigars after a steak dinner. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Otherwise he doesn't smoke cigars. Yeah, so just after a steak dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, actually, how long have we been smoking these so far? Um, it's a great question, friend. Broski. <laughs> Broski. It's a great question, brah. About 45 minutes. So, yeah, this will probably end up smoking about an hour. Yeah. Well, you think this just, is a big cigar. You think I, I mean, just it make did this burn kind of quick. Yeah, it is pretty smoky. I'll give him that. It does smoke like a chimney. Well, someone said hardly any smoke at all in one of the reviews I read. Yeah, well, that must have been the pre-light. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he meant steam, because he said it was a wet smoke. Is he also the guy who had nicotine dripping? No, separate. <laughs> I know. That I'm was just, yellow you know. grip. <laughs> yellow grip. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, Manny, what do you think... Uh... What do you think would be a good option for our, uh, our next episode? All right. So, we got a nice stash of cigars now. Mm-hmm. Do you have a Velvet Rat? I do not have the Velvet Rat. Okay. I have the um, Ratzilla. Do I have a Ratzilla? You have a Velvet Rat. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's why I was asking yes. if you had a velvet rat. Yes. Um, do you have a Pappy's, the barrel-aged ones? I do not. Okay. I think I gave you my last one, Broski. <laughs> You're a good friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have... Well, we, well, we have the Drew Estate Factory smoke. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we wait to discuss this? <laughs> I don't know. This is really, really interesting for just you and I to review and listen to. I mean, honestly, if, if anyone else is still listening at this point, they probably are finding it interesting as well. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> they should call uh, Manny. If you're still listening, help is out there. I know. I'm in the mental health field. So are you recommending that you are the person to contact? No, 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 no. I just understand. I understand what you're going through. Mm. Um, we do have, I mean, not that we want to bury ourselves. Well, we want to, but not that we should bury ourselves in Drew Estate. Well, most of our cigars that we have are Drew Estate anyway. Yeah. Um, we do have those, uh, Bahikis, wink, wink. The what? Those Bahikis, wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Those, the Cuban that I thought was real. And you're like, yeah, no, that's a fake. Oh, so if anyone is still listening, I, uh, on our hunting trip, I gave Manny a handful of cigars, and uh, one of those cigars was a gift, and I don't know if he would ever, ever, ever listen to this, but thank you if you figure out who you are. Someone gifted me uh, what they thought was Cubans, um, and actually, I, I, don't, I don't mind blowing up their spot a little bit, because, I mean, it was like a, it's like a box of five, and there was already like two gone. <laughs> And he was like, here you go. So, I mean, it's not, like, it's not like he was like, it was like a sincere gift. It was more of like, I don't know what to do with these. They were dry as a bone. I didn't have the heart to tell him that they were fake Cubans. So I took I them knew, with a smile. To be fair, just, let me just defend myself. I mm. knew the packaging was fake. Clearly that was fake. Yeah, the, prior to taking the cigars out of them, yes. But, hey, you know what? Whoever made this fake Cuban spent a lot of time on the sticker. I'll give him that. You know what's funny? I didn't do this intentionally to trick you. But I did, when I have two of them left, and I did take one of them, and the one that I took to give to you was the like, best rolled looking one out of the two. So, but I mean, the label, they, I mean, they, they did a decent job on the label. 
Uh, but anyways, I get a text randomly from Manny with a picture of his cigars in his humidor. He was like, oh, did you notice that cigar right there, that Cuban? So I then had to respond with, yeah, dot, 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 but it's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> so unintentionally, I, I thought that I had told you that there was a fake Cuban in that batch. Well, we could definitely do, we could do a shade. We could do an undercrown mm-hmm. shade. Mm-hmm. Or a... Uh, it's still Drew Estate. Dang it. Oh, well. Yeah, Drew Estate's Drew great. That's just... like all that's in our humidor. Yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll get Fabian on here at some point, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> the dirty rat Fabian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, who knows? We have some options. Yeah. Well, I think... Uh... Any concluders there, Mr. Manny? Concluders? Broski? Uh... Yeah, ending thoughts about this cigar or, you know, about anything. Anything. I mean, at this point, the sky's the limit. Yeah, you know, let me just say, listen to your children. Yes. Wait, under any circumstance? When you want to. (laughs) Uh, As far as this cigar goes, I love this cigar. I don't know what people are talking about being a super strong cigar. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's got a little bit of kick to it, but no more than any other. It's terrific. It's really well blended, so much so that it's hard to pick out individual flavors, which is always a good sign. Yeah, I also feel like that part of being a strong cigar is that, like, I, I feel, I, don't get me wrong, as we obviously have talked about when we, you know, I guess in all episodes, but our first episode of uh, this podcast where we reviewed the Liga Number no. 9, um, I love Liga Pravados, but I, there has not been a Liga Pravado that I've smoked where the next morning I've been like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Like I think every time the next morning I'm like, yep, there it is. <laughs> like, Taste I'm, it. I'm gonna go brush my teeth twice before I, maybe three times before I start the day. Uh, but eat I feel that like yogurt, the, from what I hear. Yeah, I still, I'm still not quite sure about that. Well, yeah, try it. Eat a eat a thing of yogurt after you smoke a cigar the night, and then then brush your teeth and go to bed. Oh, here you know, here's a quick question. Kind of off topic, but on topic. Ooh. I, uh, I recently went, not recently, just before hopping on here, I went to a grocery store. Um, I'm not going to say which grocery store because I feel like I will not be able to be called Corojo. But I went to a grocery store and we have some friends coming to town who has a son who has a dairy allergy. Um, I don't think it's quite as extreme as your brother-in-law's, but, uh, but still needs to stay away from dairy. And I was very surprised with how many dairy-free options of yogurt and cream cheese and all of these things that I view as only dairy are dairy free. That, that is so interesting. <laughs> well, now that I'm saying it out loud, I, it, it, never mind. <laughs> it makes sense in my head now. <laughs> I mean, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's just really boring to talk about, I guess. Your trip to Look, Aldi's. No, I actually, it was a mistake and I went to Trader Joe's, so... But anywho, I had a question with that, but I, I answered it in my head, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. It's not worth sharing. No, it's not at all worth sharing. That's a, uh, that, that's, that's a broski review moment right there. Is, is that your concluding thought to uh, the Antonio Darcarojo review? <laughs> uh, delicious cigar. Love them. I think they smoke great every time. I think they taste great every time. No clue what all these folks are talking about. But uh, hey, to each his own, you know. 
Well, should I get out the trumpet again and play a little outro? I, I think that that would be quite a treat. Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't get a college degree and a trumpet for nothing. Wait, you got a college degree with your trumpet? I mean, in music, with the trumpet, sure. Hmm. Ready? Let's see if it paid off. Make your father Are you going to sing the words along with it? No, nah, I think we'll leave the vocals out. All right. Good night, broski. Peace.